Hello, my name is Cassie McCoy, and welcome to The Cure All. I am your host, Cassie McCoy, and I'm really excited to make this podcast. Um, just want to give a quick discla- disclaimer. Oh my goodness. My voice is like, I'm kind of getting over a small sinus infection right now. I always get them like a lot when I'm traveling, and it's also due to a lot of screaming. I can literally like taste the blood, like the mucus in my mouth. That's a whole nother story for another episode, but... Um, welcome to The Cure All. This is the first episode. I'm really excited to finally get this podcast going because I've been trying to, you know, get a, a podcast going for a couple of months now. Just I've never had like the idea, like I've had like ideas and it's just been hard for me to put everything on paper and really figure out what I want to do with it. So I just want to take a little little second to shout out some people and I'm thankful that uh, believed in me and whatnot. Shout out Kelsey Paulus. Thank you for really <laughs> motivating me to do this. Um, shout out my parents. Um, shout out Ben and Jacob. Once again, just supporting me in all my creative endeavors and Kent Core and stuff. And my friend An- Angelina, who is like my biggest fan of my blog. Thank you, Angelina. Um, and just any other person who has said that they would want to listen to me ramble about things. So yeah. Needed to get that out of the way for the first episode. Also, I want to state um, this. The first episode, there really is not a script happening right now. I'm going to try to keep this as least scripted as I can. But literally for this first one, there's nothing. I don't have any notes right now. So this really is just the most raw episode I feel like I'm going to have. And that's also what I wanted to talk about next. Um, this first episode is, it's pretty much a pilot just so you guys can get to know me because I keep forgetting that I'm, you know, the host of Kent Core and not, some of you watching like probably have no idea about like my hobbies, my interests, like you don't know me, which is like insane. Like, <laughs> so I, I thought making this podcast would, especially making this first episode that you get to know a little bit more about me and what I like, and the reason I really am making this, um, the Carol's purpose is to help people. I was going to, I mean, I was going to even go further than that. It really is to help people with the power of music, and I love music so much. I listen to a lot of different genres, so I feel like with my love and of helping people and music, and just talking in general, like, I feel like I could create something beautiful with it, and I just want to make people feel, like, seen and heard, and it just gives me a good outlet where where I can talk about my favorite things. It's pretty simple, you know, but I don't really have a crazy reason for it or anything, and I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while, so yeah, that's why I'm making the cure out. I'm really excited to get started with it. Okay, as I said before, this first episode is going to be very different to um, how this show actually works. So for this first episode, I'm just going to talk about 10 albums that I really like, just so you guys can get to know me a little bit and just simple things like that. What I kind of really want this episode to be like and like look like is um, I'm going to talk about you know some anecdotes in my life, um, the topic that I want to talk about for the episode, um, about like self-help and whatnot and songs that I think are really important and that have helped me um, get through whatever I was going through, whatever the topic was and stuff like that. So today we're going to dive into my 10 favorite albums, which I'm really excited to tell you guys about. Oh my gosh, the way I'm, I'm going to have my little uh, topster moment right here. If I can, if I can get it out. The way I made a topster, <laughs> I really do make topsters for everything, but deciding what your 10 favorite albums are kind of on the spot is a really hard, like I really tried to think about this, but I'm also kind of, these are just my favorite, like top 10 favorite albums right now in the present. Like I've had like a hard time thinking about this list because I keep thinking of like in the past, oh, I really like these albums, but also these are just albums that Sometimes I don't really listen to them a lot, but these are albums which I genuinely consider like the flow or if there's like a story in it to be perfect. And I didn't want to overuse like artists either. So you're not going to see like Kanye West, Kanye West, Kanye West on here a million times. Um, And I'm very typical of making topsters where literally like my top 10 probably is just Kanye West albums. So 
But I really tried to like think hard about this decision and just make a little list of 10 albums that I really am into right now that I think are perfect. Alrighty, so at number 10, we have Bizarre Ride to the Far Side by the Far Side. And I would say probably in the last couple months, I've really gotten into like old rap and stuff like that. I was thinking about putting probably something by a tribe called Quest here, but I'm just not as into them as I am the far side. Like this album took me a little bit to get into. Like I listened to Pass Me By and I really liked that. And then I think I listened to Pass Me By again and I was like, oh my gosh, like this song is so good. Cause sometimes you aren't ready to hear a song. You know, it's not, it's just not going to hit at that point in life. And that was with me and Passing Me By. Like, because when I heard that song for like that second time and I realized, wow, this is a really, really good song, I noticed I already liked it. But then it like, it just really hit me. Like, it really just hit that vibe at that, that point in time. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if we just like look at the lineup in this song, the, oh my goodness. Like, we're, oh, there's so many good songs on here. Like, especially I really like on the DL, on the down low. That one's really good. Passing Me By, obviously, like, you can't forget that. Um, oh, Officer is so good. And I just kind of fell in love with Booty Brown, like, his voice. And Amani too. Like, their voices are just so, like, squeaky. And then, like, this album made me, like, rediscover so much good music, too. Just, it really made me dive into, like, 90s rap again. It made me like Gorillaz again because... I completely forgot that Booty Brown was in the song Dirty Harry. And I was like, wow. Also, shout out Gorillaz. They did not make... I'm just going to spoil it right now. They did not make the cut for this. But shout out Gorillaz for influencing my music taste so much. Like, they got me into Caliuchus. They got me into Vince Staples. Um, Del the Funky Homie Sapien. You know, another 90s rap. So, yeah. Shout out Gorillaz real quick. But there really isn't much more to say about this album. That is just... Bizarre Ride to the Far Side is just... It's so good. It's funny, too. Like, it really makes me laugh. Like, the storytelling is amazing. Like, I feel like I'm right there. Like, when they're singing Officer, like, I feel like I'm in the car with the boys. Like, I'm, like, nervous. Like, oh, it's just so good. Um, So if you really like 90s rap and you haven't listened to this album, check it out right now. And even if you're trying to get into rap, like, you got to listen to this album because it is a staple of its time. And it's just a staple of rap in, in general. I just love the far side so much. Oh, oh my gosh. That's, that's top 10. That's 10 right there is Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. Also, shout out Kelsey for putting me on to the far side, to be honest. All right. We got number nine now. The way I really had to type in this album's name in Google Translate because I had no idea how to even say it because I think I've been saying it in my head wrong this whole entire time. It's really embarrassing. So at number nine, we have Schlagenheim by Black Midi. Definitely, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. So um, Ben, if you're listening to this, don't kill me. Kelsey, if you're listening to this, which I know you will be, don't kill me. I That's what Google Translate said. It says Schlagenheim. So I'm really going to go with it. But anyways, I fell in love with Black Midi about a couple months ago with this album. I listened to it straight. And I was like, wow, just like straight through. Incredible. Oh my goodness. And it's insane. I'm going to be talking about this a lot when I talk about Black Mini and just in general in the future because I know I'm going to be talking about them. Those guys, like, they're young. Like, they're like early 20s, if you think about it. And they're creating like these insane pieces with like insane time signatures. And they're, like, in their 20s. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm about to be, like, in my 20s, too. Like, what am I doing? I'm sitting here talking to you about music, but they're, like, making these crazy songs. Like, and it's so different. Like, there is, in my opinion, there is nothing like Black Mini. Like, I am trying to find artists that are similar to them. The only one I could really think of is, like, stuff by, like, Zach Hill and, like, Zach Hill's, like, side product projects. Like, Zach Hill from Death Grips. Um, but... I really can't like they have just this irreplaceable sound and it's just insane like and in a couple weeks I'm going to be seeing them in Detroit going to hear near Detroit Michigan in Detroit Michigan which I'm really excited about um I could just go on and on how much I love this album like oh what's the song I really 
Oh, years ago. Oh, my goodness. Years ago is so good. I love that one. Um, oh, Schlagenheim is really good. And then, you know, we can't ignore how it just fades into boom, boom, boom. I say it boom, boom, boom. Someone might be just be like, BM, BM, BM. But I just say boom, boom, boom. That's just how it sounds in my head every time I see it. But um, I remember I was listening to that song for the first time. Ben actually showed me... Um, they were like, oh, yeah, so I think we should watch this video together. And it was them, like, playing, I think it was at the Brit Awards. Oh, my goodness. Like, how did they get away with performing that live? <laughs> and the way I'm about to see them, I'm going to die in the mosh pit, let me tell you, because, oh, gosh, this, this album is just, it's so beautiful. It's just, it's, I don't know what it, it's just everything I like in music, because I... For what I love abrasive and like super abrasive and unique music. And I don't know, they're just, they're amazing. And I can't wait to see what Black Midi does next, to be honest. I love their newest album, but like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I'm gonna be a fan of them forever now. So yeah, that's number nine, Schlagenheim by Black Midi. Okay, number eight, we have The Ooze by King Cruel. Oh, this, <laughs> this album is sad. So, 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 so sad. Um, it gives me a lot of feelings of nostalgia, definitely sadness, contentness, kind of just like I'm not real, even. I love King Cruel. Um, I got into him around, actually, like, kind of around when this album came out, like, 2017. Maybe, like, even 2016. I just, like, the first song I heard by him was obviously Baby Blue, which is, I think, is still his most popular song. And it's just, like, that voice is, like... Moss and papers gone gray. Like, like, you don't hear voices like that every day. And he's just got this beautiful, like, dark, like, rugged voice. And I think it's gorgeous. Like, that, that deep British accent. Um, He's got even, like, just, like, this interesting look to him. Like, Archie, like, you are something, boy. Let me tell you. But there's, um... It took me a little bit to get into this album, though. I listened to more of Man Alive... Then I did um, the ooze, but then I finally listened to like all the ooze, and I like I realized how many different types of songs there are. A lot of them are similar, but like you have like Slush Puppy, which I really like. Um, he has that like that vocal like fry almost um like that vibrato. He's like nothing's working with me. <laughs> oh, I love when he does that. Um, there's also Emergency Blimp, which I really like. Um, you know, the song The Ooze, which is really good. Laloon, I love that one. Half Man, Half Shark, which is, like, that song comes out of nowhere. Like, I didn't really know King Cruel could do, like, abrasive and, like, kind of crazy stuff. But then I heard that song, I'm like, oh, man, this this guy's got potential. Like, he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve for sure. Um, but, yeah, I just think The Ooze is, like, I think it's the perfect album to, if, like, you're trying to look for more, like, I don't even know how to describe the genre of King Cruel. I guess it's, it's just, like, it's, I wouldn't say it's, like, I guess it's just some sort of indie, but it's, it's just different. And that's why I like King Cruel, because he, like, he puts this, like, new twist on this genre. Like, I just don't even consider him indie. He's just, I just, like, oh, that's just King Cruel music. Like, I don't know. It's just... He's just so good. It's like if you like rock and more like slower stuff, you're just going to love King Cruel. I think he's just one of my favorite artists right now. And I really can't wait to see what he's going to do next because I love Man Alive. And I loved um, his live album, too. I thought it was so good. Um, I just I just want to like literally listen to all of his albums in order right now. But I don't know. Yeah, The Ooze is just like... To me, I think it's a perfect album. They're just, it's pretty long, but like there's just so many good songs that display who he is as a person. So that's definitely, that's my number eight, King Cruel the Ooze. All right, next. Alrighty, um, for seven, it was a kind of a tie between two, but I decided to go with this one. It's, I was gonna put Whole Lot of Red by Playboy Cardi, but I decided to put Dial It by Playboy Cardi at number seven. And I've only been, a Playboy Cardi fan for about it was literally like right before Whole Lot of Red came out. I listened to Dial It. Um, I wasn't really messing with it. And then third song hits. 
Veen for real? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That song changed my whole perception on Playboy Cardi. I never got into him ever before. I think I only listened to like Love Hurts and Magnolia and maybe a little bit of Location, but that was it. That was like the only, oh, and then Earth, like obviously Earthquake, like with um Tyler Crater. We'll get to that later. Um, but I finally listened to like all of Dilet and I was like, okay, like, oh my God, like I can understand the hype on Playboy Cardi now. Oh my goodness. So that song literally just like, I always, I love Long Time, obviously. Like that song is definitely a smelling salt song. Like if I was like dying, play, like play Long Time and I'm coming back to life for sure. Oh my goodness. This album is so good. It's just, like, I feel like it's just such a good album. You can play it, like, social events, too. Like, everyone, like, everyone knows Old Money. Everyone knows R.I.P. Everyone knows Shooter. Oh, my God. Foreign. Fell in love. Like, I'm just looking on my phone right now. Flatbed Freestyle. Um, oh, my goodness. Like, you have all these, and you have these really good features, too. See, this is my problem with Whole Lot of Red. I love that album. Do not get me wrong. Didn't like it when it first dropped, but I am in love with it now. There are, like, no features on that album. What is really... I think it really is, like, Future Kanye... Future Kanye, um... K. Cuddy. Like, that's it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, give us more. But, like, on Dilate, you have all these, like, features that are insane. Like, you have Skepta. You have, like, Young Nudie, Pierre Bourne, Uzi, um... Bryson Tiller. Like, you have these really cool features... And I really wish we could have got to see that with, because I think Cardi is just like this growing artist, like that metamorphosis, metamorphosis. He's just like a butterfly, you know, he just keeps getting better and better and better too. Like every song, I just love him so much. And also Dial It is just a really good middle point, Cardi. Because I love, I love old Playboy Cardi too. I love new Cardi, but like just that Dial It era Cardi is so good because you're just like in that middle there really isn't that much more to say about this album. I just think it's a staple in rap and trap. And I love Cardi. I cannot wait to see what he's doing next. Oh my goodness. I just think he's one of the best rappers of all time. Just, like I said, he's only getting better. I can't believe I saw him. I saw him with Ken Carson live in December too. That was one of the best nights of my life. It was really hard to see him, though. Like, you could barely see him. Also, Rico Nasty did not come to the show. She was supposed to come to the show, and I was really sad about it. I'm not going to talk about that, though. But, yeah, Dial It. What is this? Number seven by Playboy Cardi. All right, let's go. Let's go next. All right. Oh, my gosh. Number six. I actually wrote a whole entire paper. <laughs> I wrote a paper about this album. It's my college writing one, Professor. Shout out, uh, Professor Diamond. Thank you for being such an awesome professor and letting me talk about how much I love experimental rap and how much I love this album. At number six, we got Atrocity Exhibition by the one and only Danny Brown. Check. That's is that what, <laughs> That's kind of what his uh his ad libs sound like. Um, ben Coates, shout out Ben Coates. I know you can do a really good uh, Danny Brown ad lib impression. Anyways. This album, oh my god. Like, when I tell you this is, like, one of the staples of experimental rap, and just rap in general, like, oh my god, it has one of my favorite rap songs, and one of the best rap songs of all time, really, though. Like, are you kidding me? The features on that, that Earl Sweatshirt verse is one of my favorite Earl Sweatshirt verses of all time. Oh my goodness. Like, just that clanging bell kit in the background, and, the, the, like... Oh, my God, that posse. It's just, it's so good. This album is awesome. And I just feel like I'm having, like, a, like, I'm going on a bender. That's, I mean, that's what exactly what this album feels like. Like, you're in a movie, you can't get out, and then there's, like, Ain't It Funny, too. Oh, my goodness, with, like, the crazy horns. And, oh, at the music video, if you, you need to watch the music video for this one. Jonah Hill directed it. It's so good. It's like, um, it's like a full house was like on like crack pretty much and I'm not even being like saying crack to be like cute or quirky or whatever Danny Brown was literally smoking crack in that video spoiler alert <laughs> so um what else is there to say about this album I just think um this is definitely Danny Brown's best album and there's no argument with that 30 was great obviously um 
I liked, uh, you know what I'm saying, too. But, God, like, come on. You cannot get better than Atrocity Exhibition. Um, Lost. Can we talk about Lost for one quick second? Because that, like, sample, I looked it up. It was, like, um, it's from this, like, really old movie. I think it was Brazilian or something like that. It's, like, that droning. Oh, oh, it's so good. I could talk about this song. I could listen to this song on repeat for days and not get tired of it. No other rapper could rap over that. Maybe like Earl Sweatshirt, but Danny is just one of those artists that can like rap over any beat and still make it fun and interesting and meaningful. And this is like that album that really shows it because I know his album right before this old was definitely like a lot of like party anthems, a lot of just like fun stuff. Like, but this album is I if I played this at a party, they would kick me out. Like even if it was at my own house, like they would not, they would swipe ox from me, because no one wants to listen about um drug addiction and how depressed you are at a party. I guess over um like a clanging bell kit and really weird sample samples. What else is on here? Um, downward spiral is a really good opener. I love that one. Um, what else is on here? Dance in the water, don't get wet. That's really underrated. I love that one. Pneumonia, I was just listening to that. Spent a brick, or split a brick on some Rick Owens. Oh, like, he's just, he's just a genius. Oh, From the Ground, I really love that feature that's on it. This album is a masterpiece, and I think every rap fan needs to listen to Danny Brown. Also, I just love Danny's voice so much. If I am going to like a rapper, I need to love their voice. Like I was saying earlier, the far side of Booty Brown and Monty, like, I love those, like, really different voices, especially if, like, they're more, like, I guess, like, higher pitched. Like, I just love Danny. He's just, like, I don't know. He's goofy for sure. And he even has, like, his own, like, little TV show. I think it was on Vice for a bit. It's called Danny's House. He actually talks, like, how he raps sometimes, and it's really funny. Like, his laugh, he literally goes, like, <laughs> like, how he raps. I'm like, bro, Danny, <laughs> he's just, like, the perfect person. Like, if I could marry a rapper, I probably would marry Danny, Danny Brown, like, if I'm being honest. Like, I I just love this man so much. And yeah, if you've not listened to this album, you need to check it out. It's called Atrocity Exhibition, Danny Brown, number six. Yeah. Before we get into the top five of my favorite albums, I want to take this time to shout out Kent Core in general. New episodes every single Friday at nine, where we get to interview your favorite local artists around Northeast Ohio. Yeah, I think Kent Core is one of the best things that ever happened to me. It's given me a lot of opportunities to learn and grow and really establish myself amongst the music scene around Kent, get to know everyone a little bit, really become a lot more myself because of this show. And I've also discovered a lot of cool artists. Like for season five, episode one, we had Bloodhounds on. They're really good kind of shout out bloodhounds real quick um that episode was so fun <laughs> i really uh kind of had to dive into my little emo roots there for a moment felt good then i went home listened to american football and i got really sad <laughs> who else do i listen to a lot um was in the show thought mass love thought mass went to high school with those boys shout out thoughts thought mass love you guys uh people in the daytime this i already know this year one of my most streamed albums is going to be their self-titled album. So shout out people in the daytime. Love you guys. Yeah, those are definitely like, just like this show, I've just grown so much. I've learned so much about how TV works and stuff like that, what I want to do. Like I said, I've, I'm now listening to so much cool music that I never thought could come out of Northeast Ohio. But this show has made me realize that good things can come out of Northeast Ohio. And it's definitely the music. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, keep watching Kentcore every every Friday at nine. Check us out on Kent Wired and look at our website, KentcoreTV2.com. Also follow us on Instagram and TikTok now. And better watch that new TikTok that we just made at KentcoreTV2. All right, we're gonna get back to our top five now. All right, coming in at number five. Um, we have like a complete 180 from that crazy atrocity exhibition. <laughs> we got Midnight Snack by Home Shake. This song, I've been listening to Home Shake now. Oh my gosh, it's been probably four years now, coming up on five years, I've been listening to this man. I love Home Shake. I think he is a genius, even though people could call him lazy. You know, he's just like that slacker. 
rock indie lo-fi vibe. Call him lazy for his music. Say that his music sounds the same. I I don't care. I think it's amazing. Like his music is just it just is able to calm me down and that's a very rare thing. I'm a very tense person. Um a lot of people can't tell that for some reason. I'm a very tense person. I it's very hard for me to relax, just kind of calm down, which I'm definitely going to be talking about a lot in this show. Um the art of trying to find peace of mind and being calm, but Home Shake has definitely helped me with that. This album is amazing. We've got, oh my gosh, there's just so much good stuff. There's like, there's Faded on there. Heat is on the album. I Don't Wanna. Under the Sheets, Real Love. Oh my gosh, give it to me. Are like, are you kidding me? Midnight Snack obviously is on there. Um, and then Love is Only a Feeling, which Joy Badass obviously made very popular when he sampled that song. I think Love is Only a Feeling is either Call Me Up or Love is Only a Feeling was my first Home Shake song. Can't really remember, but oh my goodness, like Love is Only a Feeling. Like when you hear that song, I just feel like I'm like at like some sleazy old bar at like 2 a.m. And like there's some like musician just playing there. But I think Home Shake is a genius and whatever genre of music he makes is just, it's just so beautiful and it's just simple. I think that's why people love home shake so much it's just easy listening it's like you know he doesn't really talk about much to be honest like and his voice is so cute like i just love that little high-pitched voice that he has the little canadian accent like oh gosh that's someone i really want to see that's like a bucket list show is for really it's it's really home shake like and they wouldn't even be like i wouldn't have to like go crazy or anything or mosh like I would pull up to a home shake show in sweatpants if we're being honest like I don't care what I look like as long as I could just be at my most relaxed while seeing Peter like live that is all I care about I don't care I will wear sweatpants and listen to home shake and yeah I really want to go there's a Chicago show that's happening oh my gosh do I have the money for that no do I care? Not really. I just want to see him so bad. I've been a, I've been a fan of Home Shake for the longest time. Like I just gotta rip off the bandaid and do it. And like just I'm just imagining like him playing all my favorite Home Shake songs. Like hearing Faded live, hearing Midnight Snack live. Like come on. And I just bought his new album on vinyl, and I really like that one too. Definitely not my favorite Home Shake album. Midnight Snack is obviously the best Home Shake album. Don't really think there's much to argue there. Helium is also really good too. I like In the Shower a lot, and he released an EP. It was only on SoundCloud, though, I think. It wasn't on SoundCloud, no. It was on um Bandcamp he just released. It was called Haircut. It was, like, over quarantine, which I really liked. That one's really good. And he, um, he also uh, made a cover of that Deftone song, Change. It's so good. It's also on his SoundCloud. Um, just if you don't listen to Home Shake, literally listen to him. He is one of the best artists, I think, of our generation, like, in that indie, like, slacker sound. So good. So, yeah, that's my number five pick. Midnight Snack by Helmshake. All right. Um, I'm going to also make a little disclaimer. Now that we're in top four territory, these, I really feel like these four albums, um, it's not, like, some crazy, obscure album that I'm picking. Like, most of these albums, like, these top four are very mainstream, in my opinion, so... Just wanted to say, like, you're expecting something, like, crazy. I'm not, I'm sorry. Like, these albums are highly received for a reason, and that's why they're in my top four. Okay, um, so number four, we have Igor by Tyler, the Creator. Just saw Tyler in concert for the Call Me If You Get Lost tour. It was amazing. At one point, I was, like, 10 feet away from him. Oh, my, my like, I changed my life, for real, <laughs> seeing him. And I kind of, like, went home, like, when I, like, the next day. I just kind of, all I listened to was Tyler, the Creator. And I realized, like, wow, he is just the artist of our gen. Well, actually, that's for my next pick, I think. He's one of, oh, that's, that's actually, oh, I don't know. Like, that's really hard. Like, literally, the next couple artists I'm going to talk about are genuinely some of the best artists of our generation. But Tyler's up there, for sure. He's definitely one of the best performers of our generation, too. I just think he's a genius. Um, he's hilarious, too. He looks great, has his own clothes. Like, Tyler, the creator, like, has his shit together, pretty much, is what I'm saying. Like, he has his crap together, and uh, his music is just so good. But one thing I really do like about Tyler, the creator, is that, like, 
no matter when like he makes new music you still always know it's him like you really he always puts that little tyler flair on that like especially call me if you get lost like there were so many other bits and pieces i could hear from different albums like i could hear pieces of igor in it i could hear pieces of wolf in it I could hear some Flower Boy in it, but... Uh, okay, I'm talking about the other albums way too much. I gotta talk about Igor. Igor, in my opinion, is probably my f- favorite Tyler Creator album, and it really does change a lot, but right now I'm just really feeling Igor because the story is just so good. I remember when it came out, I listened to it. I didn't even have Spotify Premium back in the day. I was so broke. I had no money. I was listening to it, like, out of order with the ads on Spotify. It was a mess, but... Still now, I think I just think the flow of it is so good. Um, New Magic Wand. Let's talk about that song. I think that song is perfect. I was moshing to it, by the way, the other weekend, and I almost died. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Um, I just think it's the storytelling is just like genius. Um, I love Puppet. I think that song is really underrated. Also, obviously, we got to talk about Earthquake. That Playboy Cardi feature. It goes crazy. Oh, are we still friends? Oh my goodness. And even like as the album starts, like Igor's theme, like that's still a really good song. Oh my goodness. Like this, the, oh, just the production of this album is amazing. I just, I don't know. I think Tyler Creator is a genius, but this is just definitely like one of his, definitely the, the best Tyler, the Creator album, I think. Cause I don't think there's really not a bad song. I mean, I think, like, I'm just saying, I think, I think, <laughs> I th- like, think about, it, I think that song is so good. Like on other Tyler, the creator albums, like there are songs, you know, I just, I really don't really want to listen to that much to be on, even on call me if you get lost, like even on flower boy, there are some songs like I'm going to skip, but on Igor, I could easily listen to every single song on the album. I could listen to this album five times in a row and I wouldn't get bored. I, I just love this album. I love the storytelling it's just a classic in rap and just in music in general, to be honest. This album has so many different elements of different genres. I can't even, I don't even know if I can call it a rap album because it just, it just displays so many different elements. And I just, oh, I just think Tyler Crater is a genius and I don't think this album will ever grow old and I don't think his music will ever grow old. Actually, that's a lie because um, Bastard is, has kind of aged not well. I'm gonna move on. Okay, that's my number four, Igor by Tyler the Creator. I love Tyler the Creator. All right, we in that top three t- uh, territory. And the reason I didn't want to say that Tyler the Creator was the artist of our generation is because I'm about to talk about this artist, who is also one of the best artists of our generation, and that is Frank Ocean. And I put his album Channel Orange at number three. No, not Blonde. And that was a not even a hard choice, actually. I mean, I love Blonde. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I love blonde i think the album is perfect but on blonde there are some songs i do skip but on channel orange i don't skip a single song i love every single song on channel orange i think the flow is perfect even songs like fertilizer like i don't care i'll listen to fertilizer like are you kidding me i'm not skipping that i'm not skipping i'm not skipping pyramids i don't care if it's 11 minutes long i'm not skipping it channel orange i just oh i love that older frank ocean sound more than I do newer, and I, I don't care who, like, if you get mad hearing that, I'm sorry, to me, I think Frank Ocean, like, that old Frank Ocean song sound is so good, like, I, I like even, like, that nostalgia ultrasound, that Lonnie Bros sound, like, when he was, he had that, like, super, like, R&B, like, Usher vibe going on for a bit, like, the older we get with Frank Ocean, to me, the better, to be honest, but Channel Orange is just, it's perfect. It has my favorite, one of my favorite Frank Ocean songs in it, Lost, Super Rich Kids, like that Earl Sweatshirt verse, Pink Matter, Andre Three Stack verse, amazing. Like, oh my goodness, this song is, like this album is beautiful. Um, There was one song that didn't make it on the album actually called Golden Girl with a Tyler Creator feature. I highly suggest you listen to that, by the way. If you really like Frank, especially unreleased Frank Ocean, it's just, there's something about unreleased Frank Ocean that I could talk about, but I also like this album because I like um, hearing Frank Ocean happy. <laughs> I know Blonde. Blonde is just so sad. And I could talk about Blonde. Like, I could literally talk about... I might honestly talk about Blonde for a whole episode and how that album has helped me and so many other people that I know with their problems. That's definitely going to put that back in. I'm going to put a pin in that. We're going to talk about Blonde another day. Trust me. But Channel Orange, though, come on. Like... And I mean, look, thinking about you, like, come on, like, you can't say no to that. Four 
Gump? Like, oh my gosh. Like, Frank's a genius. And this album is just the epitome of what it is to listen to Frank Ocean. I think it's perfect. And also, <laughs> I've been listening to Frank Ocean for about probably five, almost six years now. And this is really funny. This is the story of how I found out who Frank Ocean was, I guess. And this is, I remember this so vividly. This is insane. Okay, so I was a big, like, Kylie Jenner stan. Um, I loved, I didn't even love, like, the Jenners, but I just loved, like, her makeup line and stuff, like, when it was coming out. So that was, like, yeah, like, 2016 era and stuff like that. Because I remember, like, Kanye was, like, really in the news and Life of Pablo and whatnot. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I found out who Frank Ocean was because Kylie Jenner was playing it. She was playing Channel Orange in her Snapchat story while she was doing a makeup tutorial. It's the most embarrassing thing of all time, I know, but I think it's so funny. Like, I, like, even looked up, like, re-uploads of her Snapchat story so I could find out what song that was. Because I was, like, I rushed in the comments. I was, like, what is this album? Like, who is this? I'm obsessed. And, yeah, that's how I figured out who Frank Ocean was, and it was pretty much was over. It really was, I think, 2016 when I started listening to Frank, so it's almost six years since I've been listening to Frank. Like, that's insane. I could, I, and I hope it's going to be another six years. I hope it's 12 years so I can listen to Frank Ocean. I never want to stop listening to Frank Ocean. And I never want to stop listening to any of these albums I'm talking about, to be honest. So yeah, that's my number three, Channel Orange by the amazing, the beautiful Frank Ocean. All right. And number two, um, you're probably not going to be, honestly, these top three are really predictable in my opinion. If you, if you like know who I am and you're like close with me, but my number two pick is Abbey Road by the Beatles. So I grew up with the Beatles, an album that me and my parents would always play in the car. We'd play, like, the one album of all the greatest hits, just, like, through and through. And then I got Rubber Soul on CD. It's like, for my birthday. I just kind of kept collecting Beatles albums more and more and more. Um, but there's something about Abbey Road, man. There's something, <laughs> something about Abbey Road that I think is beautiful. The storytelling in this is amazing. It's it's just one of a kind. And I could even talk about Something by George Harrison. Like that George Harrison song, my favorite Beatle, obviously. <laughs> He's the best Beatle. I don't understand how you could have a, a different one. I mean, as long as your favorite Beatle is not John Lennon, I feel like you're like a sane person. That's also another topic for another episode. Anyways, let's talk about um something like I was going to say. Like that... I think Frank Sinatra called it one of the best love songs of all time. And I definitely agree. I think it's it's just beautiful. It's so raw. The guitar is so good. The production, oh, it's just gorgeous. Um, ooh, oh, Darling is on that. I love the Paul vocals. They're so good in that. I want you. She's so heavy. That bass line. Oh, my gosh. It's just like, it's so dirty. It's just so good. Oh, my gosh. That's, I think... That's, like, top three Beatles song right there. Something, and I want you. She's so heavy. Like, that and, like, Day in the Life. That's, like, my three favorite Beatles songs right there. Like, oh, what else? And then Here Comes the Sun. Everyone loves Here Comes the Sun. Octopus's Garden got a little Ringo moment there. And then you have, like, the Abbey Road medley, which everyone loves. Every Beatles fan loves this. Like, oh, my gosh. I just remember hearing that, like, all the way through for the first time, my mind was blown. I was like, there's no way these songs are just all continually going into each other. And you have, like, all their little solo moments at, in the end. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I could talk about this album for hours. I could talk about the Beatles for hours. And just, this is just the epitome of the Beatles. Like, I just don't understand. I mean, I really don't think. See, that's the thing. It's, like, with, like, Kanye West. And the Beatles, like, you can't, you're like, oh, there's no bad album. Like, there's really no, like, I don't think that neither of them have a bad album, you know, or just, like, any artist, like, I'm trying to think of, like, who doesn't. I mean, Tyler, the creator, doesn't. Frank Ocean doesn't. <laughs> Playboy Cardi doesn't. Like, you can think of, like, all these artists. Like, there are just so many artists, in my opinion, that you, you know, you can't really say they have a bad album. But the Beatles, like, honestly, in my opinion, were the first to do it. Those boys do not have a single bad album, and they're all different, too. Even, like, the early stuff, like, um, like, Please Please Me is different than, um, Help, or whatever, like, that era. Like, you can tell they're different. Like, even, like, with, the, like, with the Beatles is different than Please Please Me. Like, it's all different. And even in, like, the ending era, like, 
Sgt. Pepper's is different than Abbey Road. Even that weird, awkward middle stage. Like, Rubber Soul is different than, um... Oh my goodness, why can't I think of Revolver? Like, they're all different. All the Beatles albums are different, and they're all uniquely good, but something about Abbey Road, like, that is the epitome of the Beatles, I think. Like, if you really... If you need to get into the Beatles, you need to listen to... In my opinion, I think you need to listen to Abbey Road. I think that's, like, where every... Or even Sgt. Pepper's, but, like, Abbey Road is just, to me, is just perfect. There's no bad song on it. Even Her Majesty, bro. I'd be jamming out to Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl. Like, that little 50-second song at the end. I don't care. I'm still listening to it. Like, it's just so good, and it's just... It's just so sad that they had to break up, and now they're they're old and stuff, and yeah. But I did get to see... Fun fact about me. My first concert, actually, was Paul McCartney. Fun fact. And I did get to hear him play something in honor of George Harrison, playing on George Harrison's ukulele that he gifted him, actually. Very sad. I did, in fact, cry, but <laughs> that's also, that is a flex about me, to be honest, if you think about it. My first concert ever in living is Paul McCartney. Are you kidding me? Like, come on now. Come on. But yeah, there isn't much more I can say about this album that hasn't been already said, so I gotta get ready to talk about my number one album. But yeah, that was Abbey Road by the Beatles, my number two. All right, we got to go into number one. Let's go. So if you know me, you definitely are going to know what I'm going to put as number one. And I've already talked about this artist, and this is also why I uh, hesitated to call Tyler Crater or Frank Ocean the best artist of our generation, because this artist might, just might have the uh, title of that. Uh, Very controversial, though. One thing I think that someone's got to know about me if they don't already know me is one of my favorite not one of my favorite artists. Who am I saying? My favorite artist of all time, regardless of genre, is Kanye West. And I've been listening to Kanye West can like consistently, meaning probably at least once every single day, or trying to at least every single day, for almost two years now. So I listened to this during quarantine. I listened to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy all the way through for the first time. I was like, wow. I never thought Kanye West actually was good at making music. I thought he was just a joke. And yeah, I mean, he obviously is. He's a genius. So I listened to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and I got hooked, especially with like Gorgeous. Like that, those features in that song is insane. The Mike Dean production, shout out Mike Dean. He's an amazing producer. Um, but yeah, I was hooked. But I did not put My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy at number one. Now, not only do I think this album is the best Kanye album, but I, it's... I think it it is the best album of all time. And it is my favorite album. And it is Yeezus by Kanye West at number one. And I know that's a very... Not only is Kanye West controversial, but this like this choice. If you're a Kanye fan, you're, gonna, you're going to attack me. You're going to hate me for this decision. And I know that. And I'm sorry. But I have to... I just... I need to talk about how good Yeezus is. And so many people are... Like, so many Kanye fans have told me that I am a fraud for listening to this album, that I think it's the best. I'm just attention-seeking, that I just want to be different, but I don't know. I just think this album is perfect. There are every single part of me who, like, there are so many different... I have so many different parts of me that, like, love different music. Like I said, I love a lot of music. But this album, I think, just displays my music taste, like, the best out of any album and I love every single, I think every single song is perfect on this album, and I would not skip any of them, and the flow of it, I'm just looking at this, oh, this list, like, we start off the album with On Sight, like, are you kidding me? So, like, just even, like, let's get some context about this, like, you're, we're talking about one of the biggest artists in the world, Dropped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is, like, a perfect album, pretty much, like, it has Runaway on it, Power, um, All of the Lights, Devil in a New Dress, like, perfect rap album, right? Three years later, like, he fully redeemed himself as an artist, by the way. Like, this is after Taylor Swift. Like, he, everyone loves Kanye West again. Drops Yeezus? Like, are you kidding me? Opens with On Sight? Like, if I was a Kanye fan at the time and I put this on, this is, I mean, this is like a Cardi fan. If you're, like, listening to Cardi and you listen to a whole lot of Red, it's the exact same thing. Like, you put this on and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, a lot of people didn't like Yeezus. People thought Kanye fell off. But no, Kanye was just, like, in his peak of confidence. Like, this is the most confident we're seeing Kanye is Yeezus. And we're never going to see that again, to be honest. But oh, that's what I just love this album. Like, it's just that peak, that Kanye ego. Like, 
Oh my god. And like I think this like this album like tells the story of like this all alternate ego, you know, Jesus. That's the main character. Like on set, like you get like Jesus is this person who's like struggling with like so like all this ego. Like he is so like his confidence is through the roof. Like, I mean, with I am a god, like, are you kidding me? Like but he's not afraid to speak his truth. And just like Kanye, you know, like with black skinhead, he's not afraid to talk about like the issues with race in America. And same with new slaves too. He's not afraid to talk about it. I mean, and I'm in it. Then you can just see more of his problems with like relationships. He has like addiction problems, sex addiction. You can obviously see it. Um, And then we get to like more stuff like guilt trip. And you're like, oh my gosh, Kanye, you know, like, or Jesus, you know, he feels bad about what he's doing. Maybe he, like, regrets, like, something. I think, you know, maybe in the past he got his heart broken by something. And then we go to, like, we finish the album with Bound 2. And, like, he's falling in love with again. And it's beautiful. Bound 2 is the, you know, the most different sounding song on the album. It doesn't sound anything like Jesus, But it's, like, the ending to, like, this little love story. Like, you know, he's found love again. And he's, like, being hopeful. And so, I don't know. It's just... It's just the perfect Kanye West album, and it just, oh my gosh, and let's not even talk about, like, like Blood on the Leaves, like that Billie Holiday sample, like, are you kidding me? And hold my lick, the chief key feature? What? Like, oh my gosh, and then Guilt Trip, that Kid Cudi feature was also not even supposed to be on the album, by the way, he did use it without his permission, which does suck, but I love Guilt Trip so much, and oh my god send it up like i be listening to that in the gym like oh it gets me pumped same with black skinhead too also this is um gonna sound like insane but i would listen to like i am a god like every single day like during my senior year of high school don't know why i did that i definitely was crazy let's not even talk about that that was like a whole another issue but i don't know i could spend hours hours talking about this album i will never get tired of Jesus. Like, I could listen to this album every single day, and I would not get tired of it, ever. It's just perfect to me. The production, the Mike Dean production, you can definitely hear. It's just, it's so vicious, and, like, especially the live version of, like, Black Skinhead, or just, like, the live, like, the Jesus tour. If you go online, just, like, look on Jesus tour, like, you can hear that Mike Dean live guitar. It's just, it's just, it's so dirty. It's, like, it's just so abrasive. I love it. And this was, you know, Kanye's, like, little try at experimental rap, which is my favorite genre of music. And it's just, we're mixing just so many good things in one that I can't help but love this album. And I don't care what anyone thinks about my placement of this album, my love for this album, my bias towards this album. I don't care. It's just good. Like, I don't understand how someone could not like Yeezus, to be honest. Like, I mean, I understand if you don't think this is the best Kanye album, okay, but there are some people who genuinely do not like Yeezus. They're like, this is trash. Like, this is all of it is bad. Like, I don't understand how you could say that. When it's Kanye West, come on. Like, he's a genius. Like, this is this album is perfect. And I will, I will die on this hill on Yeezus. Like, I love it. And the day I hear Black Skinhead live is the day I ascend into heaven, to be honest. Like... I definitely want to go. I'm like, oh my gosh, if Kanye West goes on tour, I have to go. He's just the best. And this album has also just taught me a lot about myself, too. And I love it. And I'm definitely going to be talking about how much I love Kanye West on this podcast so much. So please get ready for that. And you'll be surprised to find out how much Kanye West is good at talking about um, mental health and getting help for your problems. Because I was very surprised to find that out, too. But he really is human like us. And that's why I think that's why I also like Kanye West because people like really just describe him as this crazy lunatic man who's like who has no problem speaking his mind. But then you really like when you start listening to his music, you find out that he's really just like a regular person who is just has always believed in himself. Like he's just not afraid to speak his mind. And people really have a problem with that. I don't understand why he's not crazy for it. And he's really just a normal human being. That's why I love him so much. And I just think he's a genius, and I think he's the greatest artist of all time. And honestly, maybe he isn't even, like, the best artist of our generation. He's the greatest of artist of all time. He even tweeted, I think this is, like, a loosely, I'm um, not, like, 
quote unquote saying this, but I think he like tweeted, he's like, I may be short, but at least I'm the greatest artist of all time. I'll take it or something like that. I'm like, bro, Kanye West, like that is true. You are the greatest artist of all time and no one will be able to top you. I really cannot say anything else that I've not said about this album. Jesus is perfect. I will never stop loving this album and I will be telling my kids about this album. I will be telling everyone I know how, how much I love this album and if you know me, I am very sorry how much I talk about Kanye West. I just love him. I just love him so much. And now, you if you don't know me, you know, even if you do know me, you know my 10 favorite albums now. Yay! Like, I finally get to talk about this stuff. And I, I it's really making me happy as I'm wrapping up, you know, this episode. I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, like... I get to have this platform. I get to talk about music. And also, heads up, episodes will not be this long in, in the future. I just, this is really, it's probably because I don't have a script. And I don't have, like, any notes in this. It's literally just me, my phone, and my topster right now. Wow, what a sad life I'm living, right? <laughs> but, yeah, as I'm wrapping up right now, I just want to say, like, I'm very grateful that I have this, this opportunity to talk to, with you guys, for you guys to get to know me about my music tastes and I'm just really looking forward to to speak my truth to share my music to give you guys some music recs and hopefully help you with areas in your life I don't know what I want to talk about next week or even like the timing of how I'm gonna do this I'm hopefully gonna try to shoot for every week I'm gonna try to make a new episode maybe every other week um and if you're listening please um like message me message me on instagram at cassie mccoy three C-A-S-S-I-E-M-C-C-O-Y, the number three. And DM me, like, what do you want to hear out of this podcast? Like, what do you want me to talk about? Like, I will talk about it. Like, if you want some help, like, we can make that that Dear Abby. Like, ask me a question. Like, I could even make that into, like, a segment. Like, ask me a few questions. And, like, if you're having, like, a problem, I'll talk about it on the show. I'd love to talk about it and give you, like, a song to help you with. Um, I really want to talk about sleep, though. Probably That's probably the next episode I'm going to talk about, how, like, really, like, that self-care and sleep is important. Um, just expressing emotions in general, female empowerment, um, enlightenment, with, like, spirituality and stuff like that, getting a routine, all that basic uh, stuff, um, relationship advice, friendship advice, all that, all that fun stuff. I'm going to talk about it here, and I'm going to talk about music along with it. I'm just so excited finally get this podcast started so yeah this has been the first episode the pilot episode of the cure-all with me cassie mccoy thank you all for listening and i'll see you soon